1: It was, it was just—it was a lot of growth, cause like you said, like look at the team I'm on and prepping those guys and making sure they ready is just like—it was just a blessing. And then Super Bowl, Super Bowl night coming, like it's like the shit surreal because we already talked about it. Like they already—that's all they stressing since I got there. It's like they already established, so you know I'm just in the building. So it's like at night when it was time, it was like. Them boys ready, I see it, and it just happened. It was like, I ain't gonna even sit here and to y'all boys, I I felt it. Like, I knew it was gonna happen. I felt the energy. uh,
0: first
2: of all, when the the lights come on, the freaks come out at night. So, you know, when they come on, it's time to shine.
0: to the from the pink seats podcast powered by the state of louisville network we've had a couple of weeks off here as the news has been quiet around the louisville football program but we are back tonight we've got a great episode in store for you another big guest joining us on from the pink seats podcast i'm jacob lane matt mcgavick Vincent Lacoco we're all here we're all ready to to talk to our guests tonight um a guy who really needs no introduction in fact has been Um, Under Scott Satterfield, probably one of the top two or three players overall in terms of statistics and just overall impact on the Louisville football program. He's a guy that Vince knows very well from his time um, under both Bobby Petrino and under Scott Satterfield. So really interested to bring Vince in here and get his perspective. But Javian Hawkins. Super Bowl champion most recently with the Los Angeles Rams. Before that, he played for three years for Louisville and in his final two seasons in 2019 and 2020 um, ran for a a buttload of yards. In uh, 2019, he broke the record for the most yards in a single season by a running back at Louisville football, uh, over 1,500 yards, which is beyond impressive considering the fact that Louisville didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher as a running back since 2010 in Powell. Almost 10 years to come full circle there for a second thousand yard rusher and Javian Hawkins absolutely blew that out of the water he was a part of that big offense in 2019 um, and then goes on to play for the Falcons for the Titans for the Rams and now looking for that next opportunity in the NFL but we're excited to get to talk to him because he had quite the career as I as I mentioned there so let me start with you Matt I don't know if there's a favorite memory that you had covering him or anything that just kind of stands out to you but when I say the name Javian Hawkins see what do you what kind of comes to mind or what do you think of
3: I just think of one of the more explosive and exciting players that I've seen, whether that be from covering Louisville or just watching Louisville football as a student at Louisville or growing up. I mean, there's only a handful of guys that I can think of who could even be in the realm in terms of speed, agility, and just overall playmaking ability. Javen's definitely up there with like maybe the top five cards that maybe I've ever seen in person
0: think he'll go down as one of the more underrated players in Louisville football history and had he stayed uh, I don't know much about the rushing records off the top of my head without doing a deep dive there but I would imagine had he stayed for another year maybe even two years he could have walked away with some uh, rushing records for Louisville football Vince let's come to you first of all good to see I love the hat tell the audience what the hat says so they can just get a better understanding of your
2: football background here my hat says pulling linemen and fullbacks 24. So it is an election style hat, but it is for uh, pulling linemen to run for president and fullbacks to run for vice president. So saw it on Twitter, it I was like, I, I had to grab it being a fullback and send it to all my old line buddies. So gotta love it, man.
0: Well, tell me about your experience around JV Hawkins in 2018, 2019, and 2020 when you were on the football team as a player uh, and then as a staffer under Scott Satterfield.
2: Uh, it was cool because uh, I remember Hawk coming in and, uh, you know, everybody being high on Hassan Hall and things like that. And this little uh, this little squirt over here from Cocoa Beach, Florida, is uh, working his butt off the whole time, staying really silent to the grind. And, you know, bef- before you know it, he's, you know, bouncing around all these NFL teams and breaking records for UofL and things like that. And He's, he's just an extremely hard worker uh, and just an extremely – you know, he has he has a lot of talent, the way he finds holes and his patience and with his running game. And uh, that was probably his biggest asset was his patience and then exploding in the hole.
0: Yeah, and we saw that with that kind of stretch left, stretch right offense. I mean, obviously that's been what they've been doing for the last two years since he's been gone or a year and a half or whatever. But he was by far the best we've seen at being able to be patient and find the hole behind Makai, Caleb, whoever it was, and be able to hit it and go 60, 70 yards. Louisville's missed having that home run threat. Since he left, you can really kind of feel that impact that he's left behind. Hopefully, this year with guys like Tyon Evans, you get Trevian Cooley in there that that will turn around. But uh, nonetheless, Javian Hawkins, one of the most uh, special players under Scott Satterfield. Really hoping to see him get picked up by an NFL team because I, I stand by the fact that I think he could be uh, a contributing running back in the NFL. We'll get into all of that here on this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a great summer so far. We've had a ton of great guests on throughout the off season, but we will continue to do that moving forward. If this is your first time listening or if you're a longtime listener, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, do all that fun stuff wherever you get your podcast from, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. Probably too many places for your liking, but go ahead and add us into the queue there. And keep the show on your regular rotation. And while you're in the uh, the process of doing that, go ahead and uh, add the other State of Louisville podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Vamos Morados covering Louisville City soccer and racing, Louisville. Uh, Of course, third and central, the guys over there holding it down for the baseball team who is hot right now. Hot, hot, hot. And of course, starting 502 the louisville basketball podcast uh, as well as others off the walls i could keep going on it follow these guys on twitter at matt underscore mcgavick at vincent lacoco, at jacob lane 08 let's go ahead and bring JVN Hawkins hawkinson the time has come let's go ahead and welcome him in Javian hawkins our guest tonight on from the pink seats podcast Javian, welcome in man how are you
1: I'm good, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Let's
0: jump right into this. Tell me a little bit about your experience with Vincent LaCoco. Tell me, just give me a story that the people need to hear about Vince. Now, Hawk, Hog, Hog, we were like, all rockers. right, no,
1: no, listen. listen <laughs> Hog, no, you know, I'm going to keep it real, man. Listen, so, all right, I'm going to tell y'all, I got two stories. Y'all want to hear the one about oh uh, his dad or how he used to always bring up how Coco came down there and got beat?
3: That last one.
1: Yeah, yeah. bring up that second one, Hawk. <laughs> All right, so I'm in the locker room, I'm chilling, you know, just a normal day. And we literally we probably just got out of practice or something. Lok ain't even doing nothing no more. He just vibing, you know, in the locker room. And here he goes. Y'all cocoa boys ain't on nothing down there. I had I to believe
2: like, it. I had to defend us because y'all were the only team that really, came really up and y'all came up style. and played us.
1: And you know yeah, how everybody dude.
2: else is all the Georgia and Alabama. What a, yeah,
1: what a what a big time ball players from.
2: I guess he in Kentucky if y'all ah! came up,
1: <laughs> I got you.
2: All right, bro. So, first question, we'll start off with this. How's life been since Louisville? I mean, you bounced around a couple of NFL teams. You wound up on the Rams this past season. So, uh, how's it been since, uh, since we last saw you on the football field?
1: Man, I mean, I got a Super Bowl, like, just to jump out there from that. That's just a blessing, let alone – you know, just like the little stories from the locker rooms and the relationships, the vibes you get, it's all a blessing, man, because, like, it teaches you to grow and really just take it all in because, like, time time flies. How would you describe your first
3: season in the NFL? Because it, it, it was pretty unique. You started out with the Falcons, ended up Three going to the C, and then ended up going out to L.A. before getting a ring. How? What was that year like going for all those different teams?
1: It was, a, it was a lot of experience, I can say, like just, just jumping from team to team, being in three different environments, like totally different cultures, just the different players. It's a lot, like I leave Atlanta with superstars, I go to Tennessee, more superstars, and then I come to L.A. and like look who I'm around. So it's mm-hmm. just a lot, man, it's a lot to take in sometimes.
0: I really wish our audience could see just how L- L.A. you are right now, bro, with the shades <laughs> and getting the tattoos, bro. This right, is, like, this is a, not this the whole I do know. I should, I sh- sh- time
1: now, man. Man, I should have told everybody about it. I didn't even think. He gave me a couple days, too. Fantastic. So look,
0: Let me follow up on that, though. It's interesting. In each stop you went to, you had a former teammate there. You had Dorian Etheridge in Atlanta. You had Dez, obviously, in Nashville and Tennessee. And then out in L.A., you get to go back to playing with Tutu. What was that like for you, man? Was it just like y'all picked up right where you left off?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like we just picked up where we left off with college. Like what the vibes were, the vibes stayed. And like it really, for me, it was good just to highlight, like, you know, somebody's like, okay, I, I got Brody here. So I'm kind of like, it kind of give you an edge just to feel like, you know, you got somebody here with you.
0: What'd you learn most from Sean McVay? I think he's one of the more interesting football minds in the
1: entire world. Everything. Listen, if you uh, if you want to learn his offense or whatever he got going on, you gotta pick a notebook and a pad up. Like, I'm a notebook <laughs> and pad person, but he forced me to be that. Like, now it's like, okay, you got to know everything because it's like shit. Really, like, it's just it's a lot. It's My, the top of the top.
2: Let, let me hear a mock Sean McVay play call. You know, I mean, we had Coach P. Coach P's play calls were – those were tough, if you remember those back in the day. And then, I mean, Man. shoot, they were tough to me. I don't know about you now. It was probably easy.
1: Man, but, listen, I I got to look at my notebook to give you one, though. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> For real. You got special teams and look squad. It's a lot you got to like – but usually it's the same way, though, it's P. Like, P a mastermind, you know, like Coach P don't always give us two plays. Same with McVay. And it's like it's long, man. It's a lot. You're gonna can't. I know we're gonna have that 17 or 15 going one way and we got something special on the back end.
3: I gotta know. What what was it like when you got to LA being around all those star players? You got Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey. Like just I mean, they won the Super Bowl for the re- for
1: a reason. They got dudes. What was it like being around all those superstars? It was just like Big pun, like, Little Fish, it's like, you ain't doing nothing. Like, these boys really got ranked because, like, well, bro, we take football serious. So just to see the top of the top, it's like, dang, you got to work your way. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a grown man business.
2: So looking back at these offenses, uh, Atlanta, they had Coach Ledford whenever you were there. And then you go to the Rams, and those are two teams that both run that outside zone scheme that we run with Coach Satterfield and them. Is that just an easier transition for you, and do you pick that up a lot quicker just because you've already right. ran it? You basically got five other Makai yeah. Beckins out there to you, run behind. You
1: are you already know, Vince, when it came to that run game and pass pro, like, that's easy. It's like all the concepts and figuring out all that extra stuff. Like, definitely, man, when I came into the league, like you said, it was second nature. Like, it's, it's what we ran. We ran this all season. All It's like it's the same exact thing, so it was easy to pick that up.
2: Now, now I will I'll vouch for this guy. Not not a lot of people like to talk about the running backs blocking. This dude right here, he might be five eight, but he's gonna stick all five eight.
1: Hey, come on, give him a five
0: nine, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I feel you, bro, fellow short man
1: over here. I feel you. Bro. He's gonna stick all five nine up
2: under the chin, and he's gonna get you.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yo, for real. I got to. I, well, we will play. We we'll don't play about that quarterback where I'm from. That's rule number one.
2: So, look, you mentioned it a little bit. Take take me back to Coco. So you went back. You went to Cocoa Beach, Florida, or Cocoa Beach High School, right? Yeah,
1: you no, not in, Cocoa Beach. Cocoa, Cocoa High.
2: Co- okay, Cocoa High School. I pro- oh, there's two, two, two guys. Two so different I mean, sides of the yeah. city. So uh, you end up at Louisville to so, talk to me about how you ended up at Louisville. How'd you How'd you end up at Louisville? How was your recruiting process you. and things like that?
1: What the deal was like when Coach P and Kobe. And Fields, they, they actually came to my uh, my state game, my senior year, and we lost. And, like, I had a bad performance. I fumbled. And it's crazy. Listen, I fumbled with Coach P. So, I, I think so deep. It's like when Coach P was there, that state game, it was like, okay, I'm going to Louisville for sure. It's like I done gave this bad performance. I got to clear my face, you know. So, like, that, right then and then it was set in stone. But leading up to that, you know, just all the Florida connections, the Florida hype. I remember watching Aaron at the house, you know, and just seeing all the excitement and my favorite color, red, and I love food. What,
0: what was that freshman year like for you? Because you obviously, you know, kind of, I believe, redshirted, saw the, the field a little bit um, throughout the year. But how, how hard was that to go from being, like, the star running back in high school to kind of having to find a role and then sitting out? Um, and a little follow-up question second part of that is how tempting was it for you to leave you know you see kids probably now yeah. transferring yeah. after they're not playing in the first year whether that's the plan or not when they come in so how hard what was the freshman you're like and then how hard was it for you to not want to seek you know and see if there was other opportunities elsewhere
1: so really like honestly I, I thought about leaving a thousand times like you can ask my roommates or teammates who was close like Leaving was always like a part of it. it. wasn't necessarily about anybody like coaching or anything. It was just something internally like I had going on. But the experience, man, it was fun, man. Just because I grew and like with Coach Petrino, and then Coach Satterfield coming in, it's two different. It's two different types of coaches. So it was just fun. It's kind of like it go back to the NFL question. I got to college, said, big. I mean, little fish, big pond, like, big fish, big pond, however you want to look at it, like, you got to step up. So
3: we've asked everyone who's played for him, that we've had on the show up to this point, but what is a good Coach Petrino story that maybe not a lot of people
1: have heard Listen, I'm going to tell y'all this, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm a Petrino person. (laughs) <laughs> like where I'm from, they tell you when you get to school, like shit. Hell, them coaches don't care nothing about what you got going in, on in life. Like they're gonna make sure you're okay as a student athlete, but we playing football at the end of the day, man. Uh,
2: people don't believe me when I tell them that. I mean, just the Florida football players—they're they're built different because I mean, you don't yeah. get that kind of you don't get that kind of coaching all over the place. I mean, I grew up with yeah. it. And- I think you can really tell which kind of guys we were around that weren't from Florida, that grew up with yeah. that kind of coaching. Exactly. And, I mean, it just kind of molds a mind, just a different, a different style.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's just old school. Like East been saying, we stuck in that old school mindset. Back to Pete, listen, it's crazy. And uh, L.A. is another Louisville connection. Uh, y'all know Higby played for that boy. Yep. Higgy, oh, yeah, Western, Higgy, Yep. And he from Florida too. As well, Higby was letting me know, like, basically saying the same thing. Nobody do know Pete if they saying he racist type stuff.
2: Wow, I didn't know Hig- I didn't know Higby was from Florida. He I played. Had, it, had No clue about
1: that. I didn't either. Them boys told me. I, I guess he. Uh, he played in Temple, I believe. We got to look it up. and find out.
0: Take me back to 2019. Coach Petrino's gone. You stick around. Scott Satterfield's coming in as the new head coach spring football comes around and everyone's talking about Hassan Hall being the guy that's going to be the, the main running back that's going to benefit the most from Scott Satterfield's run heavy offense and then spring football comes and then all of a sudden Javian Hawkins comes out of nowhere and it's all anybody is talking about you obviously go on to be the starting running back and, and obviously have that big year what happened in the spring like how do you go from being barely playing your freshman year under Bobby to second year like all right man that this is my job I'm going to be the running back here.
1: Well, really, it was like, it was nut-cutting time. Like, in the running back room, we were dealing with uh, injuries, honestly. Hassan still was that guy and was going to be that guy. But he had got hurt, unfortunately. And then it was like, I was hurt, too. But it was like, Coach, looking at me like, you got to step up. What's up? What you going to do? And and then that's really how it went from there. I mean, I was always ready, not saying I wasn't ready. But it was just like, when that happened, it it was really nut-cutting time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I remember from that team from 2018 to 2019, and Vince, correct me if I'm wrong on some of the logistics here, but you had several running backs leave. Trey Smith transferred out to Wyoming. Uh, Colin Wilson went to Juco. You had a couple of other guys kind of leave, So it really did open the door for you. What were they telling you throughout spring in terms of what they wanted to see or what they wanted to kind of – what they needed out of you to become the starting running back, even once Hassan got back and was healthy?
1: I was just the number two guy. So, it was just, like, learn what you can learn and be ready. So, like, when he got hurt, that's when they was really pressing the issue as far as just, like, you got to you gotta be able to protect the quarterback. If you can't protect the quarterback, you can't play. And it's like, I already know how to do that, but it's like I got to learn the protections. But, like, that spring, really, like, I was on all special teams. It's funny, like, after the Notre Dame game, I went on no special teams. Maybe kick, maybe kick turn, but, Yeah. <laughs> For real, I was tired, man. I was, my anxiety was up. They put me out there on punt, and I cramped up. It was crazy.
2: I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought you know that's what uh, Coach North probably relished the most out of you was just how well you protected the quarterback and things like that. It was kind of almost like a wide receiver mindset where if you block well, we'll throw you the football. And yours was exactly. if you block well, we keep we'll keep hitting so we that rock handling to you. That
1: ball low, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so
2: that 2019 season. Uh, was a phenomenal year. Like Jacob mentioned, you broke a ton of records and stuff. How comfortable were you in Coach Sat's offense? It seems like it fit your style of running game very well. Uh, you know, kind of a more patient runner with that explosion once you get towards the hole. And then, you know, either outrunning a second-level defender with a great running them over. Yeah, more <laughs> running like somebody it.
1: over. Hey, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate the excitement. I feel the energy. It's, it, I like that. But the answer to answer your uh, question, Vince, really, like you said, fit my style of running. Like, who wouldn't want to run in a stretch scheme? Like, come where I'm com- come where, where I'm coming from. Like, it's that's backyard football. Stretch left, stretch right.
3: You've got a, a good football skill set yourself, being as shifty and as speedy as you are. But be honest, how much easier did it make it Running behind a guy like Makai
1: Beckton easy, like simple, that simple. Like he one of them players where like he telling the coach, "Run my way." It was like they knew he was running his way. Makai ain't care. Like we finna gonna run this ball this way and we're get busy.
2: My my favorite one was Florida State 2019, and we're coming back. We're I mean we end up losing the game, but we're coming back at the time, and Makai's like fed up with it. He's done. He just like this the whole he's time spinning. to me. He's spinning. Yeah, he's he's just telling me to. Signal uh, whatever the outside zone play was. I'm not gonna say it on air. I know what it is. Yeah, but he's yeah, telling me bad. to run the outside Listen, zone my play. To
1: the or if I'm exactly. These policies, I'm but, a uh, rookie. My bad. And I, I keep looking
2: at. I, I keep looking at Coach Sat, and I'm like, I'm like, what? What? Come on! Like, we got, we got to run really. behind Makai. So, I mean, I, I thought we thought that was a fun little, fun little
1: you story with Makai. Little, man.
2: All right, we're going to step away to a break here, return with
0: Javian Hawkins, continue to talk about his career in the NFL, and obviously is a member of the Louisville Football Program. But before we do that, I want to remind you about our newest partner here on the State of Louisville Podcast Network, What's Next with Eric Wood. It's a podcast you can find anywhere you get your shows from. Each week, Eric sits down with a guest uh, across many different landscapes, not just sports, everything uh, top to bottom that you can imagine, athletes, former coaches, current coaches, Uh, business leaders all kinds of different people to talk about what it what it looks like to be successful in life and and putting the best foot forward specifically in the transitions of life obviously if you know Eric's story he played in the NFL for several years before suffering a neck injury that led him into early retirement Eric's passion and Eric's uh, goal with the podcast is to help people uh, make the next best step in their life check that podcast out anywhere you get your podcast from that's what's next with Eric Wood we will be right back Does this ever happen to you? Do you ever get sick of listening to the same old sports radio, Mount Rushmore this, hot seat that, the same rehashed old musty takes you've been hearing for years? Does it send you into a fit of rage, causing you to lose control of the steering wheel, crashing into a vehicle leading to you being late to a big meeting at work, which leads to your ultimate firing and downward spiral of your life? Does this ever happen to you? Don't send your life into a downward spiral. Do what thousands of others are already doing, listening to the State of Louisville Podcast Network, Louisville Football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, Louisville City, and racing Louisville soccer, Louisville culture, and so much more. State of Louisville Podcast Network and stateoflouisville.com. Real fans opinions for real fans like you. All right, man. So I'm going to switch it up a little bit here. Not so good. 2020 COVID comes around, really kind of eliminates spring football, changes just the complete landscape. We talked about this several weeks ago. Uh, And Vince even kind of highlighted, we didn't even know if the season was going to happen up until a few weeks before the first game of the year. Um, What was it like for you to have to make that decision at the beginning of the year, whether to play or sit out? You're coming off of that big season as a redshirt freshman, obviously can't declare for the NFL draft. You have to come back. But was there any kind of debate on whether you were going to sit out and wait and just get prepared for the NFL or what was that decision like for you?
1: Man, it was tough. Honestly, it was a, it was a lot of emotion. Like, just that whole experience, like to really outside of football, actually go through a pandemic. Like you know, we got we all got loved ones and people back home. It was just like you know, it's like stick it out or like go be with your people. And it was like kind of being in the middle, like events. You no, know, we was having meetings, like you said, right up, right up to before the season. Like we didn't know if we was gonna be doing this, but Coach Sat and Mike, they had us preparing like to be ready for that. It was just a little emotions and stuff like that getting in the way.
2: What was that off season like for you? Not a lot of guys have really highlighted that, that experience because we couldn't all work out together. None of us were together. Every meeting was on Zoom calls. And all Mike kept reiterating to us was what you do in the dark will show up in the light. Right. So what were you doing in the dark? I saw you with uh, your trainer out in Florida running on the beach With Jalen. Yeah, yeah,
1: that that is what I'm saying. Like that COVID year, like not being around the coaches, like actually in the organization, and then for the the players to actually show up and perform, like, man, we was getting it in, man. Coach had me pushing the truck, like I was pushing the truck 15 reps every Friday. 10 reps, now it started off at 10, it got to 15. And then like we'll go to the sand dunes, stuff like that. We love the sand where I'm from, like, you know, it's beach. Like we work out on the beach. A lot of sand hills and just really, man, push-ups. If you can't access a weight room, just do push-ups every day. You're going to be in shape for sure. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Talking about that 2020 season, like, do do you regret anything in the opt-out or just anything at all? Listen, this is why I did this
1: with you, bro, because I already know you're with me. You already know you was going to get deep, but, like, I ain't got no regrets. It's just, like, a lot of emotions and stuff, you can't make decisions out of emotion. And basically, mm-hmm. like you just gotta you gotta do what you wanna do at the end of the day. And like really since I got to Louisville, like I'm saying, I was thinking about leaving. So it's like eventually, you know, just just being who I was, should I just like not really snap, but it was just like, okay. I thought about transferring, like you said, like it's tempting not to do that, but I was like, why not? You know what? I'm gonna just take my chance at the bear leave.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we were talking about before. Was it was almost perfect situation for you coming out, uh, just Listen, at the beginning the of the year. season.
1: I ain't even want to play, man, and I was sick. Like it was, it was a lot going on. Like I'm just, I'm glad I'm where I'm at today. Like I got a Super Bowl, so I really can't complain. Like God, <laughs> God, 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 amazing. That's all I can say. I don't know if you've ever thought of it
0: like this, but I'm sure you you, get, you still got a bunch of boys that play college football and have been watching some of the name, image, and likeness stuff. Do you think, in your mind, if there was a chance for you to, I would have killed paid, that stuff.
1: I would have killed that stuff. So, do you think <laughs> that? Let
0: me. You think that would have influenced your decision in. to come back? I mean, if they said, "Hey, we can give you 500 grand and a new car, and and yeah. you come back for one more
1: yeah. year," I right, listen. My strength coach and my uh my strength coach and my position coach we actually we actually yeah. talked about that. Before before the decision was made, and it was like, yeah, yeah, it sounds good, but it was just, uh, uh. I know I got I got family coming up behind me, so I know they're gonna attack. Uh, At
2: the same time, just putting a little context on that, Jacob, we nobody really knew if that was gonna go through or not. We didn't. Oh, for sure. I mean, they didn't know last year. No, no,
1: they they was talking about waiting a year or two. Nobody knew.
0: What's it like for you now, though, seeing these dudes getting, you know, deals to transfer out to USC and Florida, getting a couple million dollars? Like, is that kind of – like, damn, man, I wish that could have happened just maybe a few years earlier. Shoot, I do.
1: I was about to say, don't we all? Like, everybody <laughs> went through college. We know how it goes, and It's just like – just for so many people to be out of college and now for it to be like that. It was like, dang, we was doing the same thing. But, nah, but listen, I'm going to tell you what's going to come with that. Like Coach Prime said, a lot of ego. Because it's like like he said, like, some coaches ain't making what some players making, it. so it's like, how can you tell me? You know, you know how kids think.
2: A lot of pocket watching. There's going to be exactly. a lot of pocket
3: watching. For sure. Going back to that decision to opt out, do you think that that decision at all maybe impacted your draft stock to the point where it – maybe it played a role in you not getting selected in the in the NFL draft?
1: Um, not really. I mean, Coach Sat and Mike and my position coach, they was already telling me, like, based on what I've already done, like, if I finish the year, I got a shot, maybe fourth round, but it was just like you going undrafted just because you ain't got, like, special teams feel. I don't know. I don't know how it go. Honestly, I don't get into that. But really – I don't feel like it would have, but I definitely feel like it would have made it would have been a better look cuz you know some people look at it as like oh you just quit. So but other than that, not really.
3: How did going uh undrafted uh impact you? I'm sure it had to hurt just a little bit.
1: It was like of course it hurt, but it's just like it's like I kind of expected it. It was like that that day it was like something switch hands oh, It was like something don't feel right. Something coming. It was like and, and then the rounds just kept going by, and it was like, I know I'm legit. So, like, it was just like – it was a whole episode.
0: You get that first carry in Nashville, score that touchdown on the one-yard line. What was that like, man? You still got that football somewhere?
1: Heck no, man. I got that. I got to do it legit. Everybody was saying that. They was like, keep the ball, keep the ball. They're like, man, forget that ball, man. I, I got up. I see this. And, listen, we rarely did that handshake, and we did it. That shit was second nature.
2: That that seeing y'all do that handshake. I got two things. So seeing y'all do that handshake like was chills down my entire spine, you know, just watching y'all because Des was in my class. And then knowing you where you went to high school, having that connection and everything was just unreal. But we're gonna speak on this a little bit. You have three different phone numbers, man. And I text one of them multiple times. I'm like, "Oh, Hawk's probably you know big time NFL guy now." He just say, "Nah, you anymore. know he
1: ain't you need Come to quit on, changing man. your phone
2: number or at least start <laughs> updating people."
1: <laughs> nah, I so got. So you can listen, get congratulation text messages for doing stuff like that. Besides the new number, my mom, my mom got my old number. She took my update. You know how that goes. So it's like <laughs> I gotta get another phone. All um, right, man. Tell me what it was
0: like being on the field, Super Bowl. Goes down to the wire. You guys win. Confetti falls. What's that feeling like just watching everyone celebrate all the hard work you all put in throughout the year? And, I mean, I know most of the average fans probably don't know what it's like being on the practice squad and what all goes into that. But what was that like for you, man, just being a part of that and getting to witness that as a freaking rookie of all of all years?
1: Man, it was it was just – it was a lot of growth because, like you said, like look at the team I'm on and prepping those guys and making sure they are ready is just like – it was just a blessing. Then Super Bowl, Super Bowl night coming, like, it's, like, the shit's surreal because we already talked about it. Like, they already, that's all they stressing. Since I got there, it's, like, they already established. So, you know, I'm just in the building. So, it's, like, that night when it was time, it was, like, them boys ready. I see it, and then it just happened. It was, like, I ain't going to even sit here and capture y'all boys. I, I felt it. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I felt the energy. All right, last, last
0: question here before we get into some non-football stuff. But Malik Cunningham's back one more year for Louisville. Feels like he's been here for about 20, going on his fifth year as the starting quarterback, fourth year as a starting quarterback. CJ Avery told us a couple weeks ago, as long as Malik Cunningham is your quarterback, you've always got a chance to win football games. What do you expect out of Malik Cunningham in a year where the NFL is absolutely in play for him n- next year?
1: I mean, you're going to get what you get out of league like. When it comes to football, like working out with him, like, listen, I'm going to just tell y'all every Friday when we used to hit the bleachers, I'm in the back. Coach Coach Mike don't get it. Leak up top, leak in the front, leading the group. And he's sprinting to the top every time, like, even tie, that tired. So when it comes to leak, that's just what you're going to get out of him. He's going to fight every play.
0: You think they got it in and to win, and win the ACC?
1: Man, listen, it's a lot, it's a lot out there, man, with Tyler leaving. They say they deep in the receiver group, but it's just it's a lot on it's a lot on leap plate without that boy. I'm not even gonna say that. I'm just being honest and I believe in them, but they, they got to show me.
2: Who who do you expect this year out of the out of your old room, the old running back room, to be the breakout guy? Cause they got Jay Mitch and they got Tyon Evans now from Tennessee and then uh uh what was the freshman or the Trevian Cooley. Cooley, Cooley, Cooley. Cooley, and yeah, like, Joar Jordan. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooley and Joar Jordan. So who do you expect?
1: I don't really uh know Jordan like that. I don't believe I got to check him out some more. But you no, know, all those other guys, I know they legit. So like really it's gonna come down to who like who get the most opportunities. Cause you know how that go. And really all like all the names we naming, everybody can take it to the house for at least 40.
2: You still
0: – you mad at all you didn't get a win against Kentucky during your career? Yes. I, 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 yes, I yes,
2: <laughs> I yes. I got one. I got one, That's bro. the
1: only regret I have with leaving Louisville. Like, that shit is that deep. Like, it's a real rivalry. Like, yeah, I, I, I hate that I did the U.K., yes. See, see,
2: y'all hear that. I hate this thing that fans say sometimes. Where they're like, oh, we need to recruit more local guys so they care more about the U.K. Uvo game. Like – it, Hawks from Florida. He cares just as much and wants to beat Kentucky's ass. Man, just when as they, much. when
1: they, just because when they beat our ass and we was out there, like I caught the vibe, like all the shit the fans were saying, man, it was, that shit was legit. Man, I thought we had a shot
2: in 19, too, but I mean, half of our team had the flu that, yeah, <laughs> we were sick. Game, we
1: you were know? sick. <laughs> we we all sick. We all played sick. Like and really, really, Cole, you say the flu? Like I'll be thinking, like, what if we caught the like first strand of COVID? Oh, there it is. They they couldn't, they couldn't test us. I mean, like we social distance
2: for the dinner before it was like the thing to do. I mean, we (laughs) we started the trend.
1: (laughs) They weren't testing us for COVID yet, so we will never know.
3: All right, last 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 for me, kind of building off of that. Obviously, we're talking about like how. A lot of fans like to say, "Oh, Satterfield doesn't care about the rivalry, or he doesn't show a lot of emotion." What? How much emotion and passion does he kind of show behind the scenes that maybe his fans or media don't see on a normal type basis?
1: So, Coach Sat, like, that's that's just honestly who he is. I believe, like, Louisville made him maybe get a little bit more here, but like, he a cool dude. Like, he just laid back. So it's like you're not really going like. Basically, catch the like excitement or like like you said like he don't feel it. But behind closed doors, we don't call episodes like if he get mad enough, he done snapped on us a few times. But he was just always the laid back up top dude. I'm gonna let my staff handle everything.
0: How's it from going from Bobby who's calling you an MF and a and a B to Coach Sack calling you by Golly and, and Holly Moo and all the oh, North, man, the North Carolina slaves?
1: M- come on it, Yeah, he'll do the same, but I'm saying it low-key, it wasn't really, it's was just you had more Leopard and like, Mike. You listen, had Leopard and yeah, Mike yeah. up your
2: ass more than anybody. For
1: real. I was Let's just be gonna be say it was it was like closed arms with P like when that new staff came in at first i can say this it was open arms it definitely was for sure which that's that's exactly
2: what we needed at that time in my opinion yeah for Hulk. sure because just coming off a how lot, bad it, 18 was for everybody
1: man. yeah so, all right last if question you know, if you know you know no you was there
0: hey that's it. We all have trauma still. Every one of us, fans, players, everybody's got a, Vince will tell you every once in a while, I get a little PTSD last question before we get you out of here, man, let you go back to enjoying in your night. What's the best food or best meal you've had since you've been in the NFL restaurant. And then give me the order, man.
1: Oh, restaurant. Bro, I know you
0: got like one of those $90 fillets from somewhere out there in LA, man. Like I know for a fact. <laughs> yeah, no, to to, care yeah, you want,
1: I went to master's. I took the fam out, but, as far as my favorite food, I like the little Jamapho spot too. A running back put me on, but Jalen uh got the football team catered like uh Japanese food one day and it was pressure, man. That was the best I had since I've been out here and I've been looking for a spot.
2: Wow, that's, that sounds way better I than think they McDonald's listen. I think they you.
1: actually, I think, hold on, bro, I think they actually just cater food. I don't think they got a spot like. But yeah, you look down on Yeah, Donald, yeah. Donald. Donald. You remember that one. <laughs> Hawk miss
2: miss dinner. Well yeah, Mike ain't around, so I guess I could say this out loud. Yeah, no, nah,
1: you can say <laughs> it. I missed dinner. I told so you. So we you, had dinner check one night. I'm extra. doing dinner
2: and you know, Hawk's Hawk's big time around the back. He's gonna be last one in every time. You but know. listen I'm though, lo,
1: Listen, listen, Low, you was there with Pete before I was big time. I was on doing the same <laughs> thing. For real. So,
2: I call Huck and I can tell he just woke up out of bed. He's, the, I'm yeah. like, bro, I'm not gonna write you up, but you need to eat. You Listen, need to get some weight. So I'm stopping at McDonald's you. on the way home to get some. What do you want? So I came. <laughs> that's I a that's his. a boy right there, man.
1: Yeah, he brought me a frappe. He locked in. <laughs> Locked for in for life, so whenever whatever
2: team you end up on next, uh, save that phone number this next time because I'm.
1: <laughs> and you, you know we got you know we got social media. I can't go too far.
2: <laughs> well, Jv
0: and Hawkins, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Oh, well done, thank you uh, for for taking time out of your schedule, and man. It's been it's been a blast getting to watch you in the NFL and uh, getting that Super Bowl ring, man. So uh, nice. we'll be following along. Enjoy the rest of your off season, man, and we'll catch up with you soon.
1: Yeah, appreciate y'all for having me awesome man yeah.
0: it does not get any better than that right there big thank you to JV and Hawkins for joining us ton of great stories man and you get to really see the personality of Javian and Hawkins I uh, heard a lot of stuff leading into the show about uh, how good of a guy he is and specifically how funny he is so great to see that in the podcast I really hope that y'all enjoyed it uh, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, do all those good things anywhere you get your podcast from, from the Pink Seats Podcast. Give us a follow at the State of Louisville at Pink Pod on Twitter. Check out thestateofluval.com as well as the Louisville Report of Sports Illustrated where you can check out Matt's work there. All kinds of goodies uh, covering every single Louisville sport that you can imagine. And as I said, we're going to continue this throughout the offseason. We won't be uh, continuing to have episodes every single week because there's just not enough going on. You guys don't need that in your life. But what we will do check back in with big guests like we did tonight with jamie hawkins like we did a couple weeks ago with cj avery we've got several more guests lined up throughout the next couple of months a couple of uh, big names so uh, you'll want to be sure that you tune into that subscribe to the show from the Pink Seeds podcast anywhere you get your podcast from and we will check you next time until then go card